The following podcast has been paid for by the Wrestling World Order. I'm surprised you didn't uh, go, should I do the thing? Oh, well. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Wrestling World Order podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And we're uh, we're back. Um, WrestleMania season is over with. Uh, we're back here to discuss all the happenings and going ons of the WrestleMania event um, and what what an event it was. Uh, yeah, so we're back here to uh, talk all things WrestleMania and what we thought of the event, what we thought of the matches, uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, overall, I liked the event. I thought it was good. Um, I, I'm not sure where you were at with it, Sean, but I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a yeah. good one. I thought it was uh, one of the better ones that they've done in the last several years. I mean, all all around. If I look at like the two nights as like one whole event, because there was certainly some things that were um, maybe bit questionable or kind of like, eh, you know, not really all that good. Um, but if I look across the two nights and how many, I'd say either like really good, like really, really good to like great matches on this card. Um, I, I was, I was like completely satisfied with it. I thought it was really, uh, it was a, a, a pretty solid mania all told. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I figured uh, let's kick off with night one and let's talk about, uh, you know, what we want to talk about on that one, which we'll, we'll just kind of run through the matches and uh, kind of give some impressions of it. Um, so um, the nice thing about them doing two nights, I feel is like it, it, it it doesn't make it feel like so bloated, like as far as like being a really long show, like you, you, you can kind of split it up into like two like medium sized shows, I would say. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I don't mind a two night thing, honestly. I know it's a lot. I mean, I mean, I know both of them were like three plus hours, but it, it worked okay for me. Um, as far as that goes, it, it's, it's much more palatable than like, I know the one year, I think it, it, it started like the pre-show started at like what, like five or six and it, the, the event went almost till one in the morning. Yeah. That was like, and that was, I think they did in like New Jersey and like, it yeah, was just, it was insane. they got to, I think it was, uh, Becky, Charlotte and Rhonda. It was like the crowd was spent there. The, I mean, I'm sure at home, I mean, I think I was nodding off. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was just a, a tough, tough watch. So I, I do like the two nights. Yeah, um, I mean, if they were going to do them this long and continue to, and which it seems like they are, I mean, they already advertise next year's and as being like, I think, April 1st and 2nd then okay like if they're gonna do them this long then then fine um you know and maybe it even helps to like it gives like some of the matches maybe a little bit more time which I, well i mean we'll talk about some of the matches that maybe like didn't have a whole ton of time and uh some other things yeah. but 
Yeah, I, I I like the two nights and kind of looking back at like the ones like that were like pre-COVID, like 2019, 18, 17, you know, kind of in and around that time of just like how long they were. Yeah. I, I do feel like it does uh, diminish a little bit from some of the other things that uh, typically occur on WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I mean, the fact that the Hall of Fame wasn't held until like 10 o'clock Eastern time, uh, yeah, this year, uh, kind of, kind of, and you know, it just kind of felt like almost like an afterthought. I mean, hell, it was held after SmackDown, uh, and it was good uh, what I saw of it. I, I actually flipped over to Rampage and watched Rampage for like the first part of it. And I haven't gone back and watched any of the um, any of the things that occurred in like the first hour of it. Uh, but I did see two parts of it that I thought were really good. Uh, one of them was a little sadder than the other. But mm -hmm. I did see the segment with... Um, uh the where they did the warrior award yeah with, uh, with your favorite uh wwe personality dana warrior oh yeah uh the queen of botox <laughs> i'm here to present the warrior award <laughs> the joker yeah yeah um I don't Gosh. know if you could uh, leave that in or get rid of it because, like, the face I'm doing is uh, not uh, <laughs> obviously we're not a video pod, right? Right. Oh, well, yeah. I, I kind of said the Joker to give some people the idea if they're listening to this what you're referring to. Uh, but yeah, she's very, uh, she's very uh, uh, enhanced, I would say, uh, like in in the facial. Stretched. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the thing, the thing about it was, is they presented the Warrior Award this year to uh, Shad Gaspard, uh, mm -hmm. which, if you don't know the story, basically he um, he saved his son from drowning in the ocean, and uh, just basically um, gave up himself to save yeah. his son. Sacrificed him, yeah. Yeah, he, he sacrificed himself to for you know to save his son. And it was it was a really cool like moment. Uh they had JTG uh come down with um Shad's son and Shad's uh wife. And the, the part that got me was when um the son, I don't remember what his name is, and JTG did like the little dice rolling handshake thing. Yeah, like yeah. Crown's time would do. Yeah, yeah, that that tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. It, I, I gotta admit, like I was just like, oh man, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the speech was all right. I mean, it was pretty quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, she gave then, a good speech. Uh, yeah. I thought, and uh, yeah, I, I, it, it, sometimes I mean, and I mean it, the Warrior Award thing. Like, it, sometimes it's kind of like. Uh, all right, but I I thought this one was uh, was great that they uh, they did this. It was a nice uh, nice to acknowledge him in that way. Yeah, 
I mean, sometimes you don't really know the story of like the person that they're giving it to. Yeah. Just because you you haven't heard about it, so you don't really ha- you can't relate to it or anything like that. Like you you haven't heard anything previously about it. This one I felt like was more relatable because while well, the story was out there, you know, like yeah, you knew, oh yeah, you knew the, you knew the story already, so you kind of knew some of the players. Uh, so it felt a little more relatable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was it was a really yeah it was a it was a awesome moment for sure. And then of course, uh, I mean, the even more amazing moment was the induction in the Hall of Fame of uh, the Undertaker. Yeah, uh, which I thought his speech was good. It was really good. I won't say it was the best one that I've ever seen. I'll still I'll stand by WrestleMania 24 weekend. Ric Flair speech was is the standard bearer, and I don't think anybody's ever going to be able to eclipse that. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, in terms of length of time, I think Flair's was. Uh... You know, one of the longest, I, th- I think, I mean, there's stories that he was even kind of cut off. Uh, uh, yeah. They kind of tell him to wrap it up and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, his was just fantastic. Uh, um, and, and there's been some that have been, like, I think from an emotional level or from, you know, where the guys were, like, I'm thinking Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, mm-hmm. Like, his was fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, the undertaker, it was, uh, and I've seen people kind of say this just, I think with like kind of the headset that he had up, like he was giving like a Ted talk. Um, uh, yeah. Well, the other thing I heard somebody say, and I will agree with them on this is that I got the impression like he was, this is almost like the first time he's get like done this speech but he was like prepping it to take it on the road. Yeah. Like he's working out the kinks on it and he is sort of like, uh, like auditioning it or sort of like uh, practicing it. Yeah. Like he's going to go out on tour and do this speech or do like a form of it a lot. Yeah. Like he's going to become like a motivational speaker, like the three pillars or whatever, the three things that he had uh, about like the, the, the three learning uh, points or whatever you want to call them yeah like that 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 reeks of motivational speaker kind of thing like i've seen enough like through where i work and everything that i was like man this this is like one of those guys that they bring into the sales conference to do motivational speaking to our mm-hmm. company and that that's kind of what it reminded me of and it, it you know i heard somebody else say that and i i totally agreed with them i'm like oh my god they're right this is this is really that yeah. Um, but his speech was, I thought it was fantastic. I liked that structure of it. I thought, I mean, he hit on a lot of points in his career. Um, a lot of the people that he worked with. Yeah. I saw some people kind of say, oh, well, he didn't mention Foley. And I was like, you know, I mean, there's there's probably like, you know, in all speeches, I think, I mean, we mentioned flares coming to mind. And I remember at that point, like, people were like, oh my God, he didn't mention Roddy Piper. And it's like, yeah. I think that there's, I mean, to be fair, there's going to be points where, you know, uh, if people might get left out, right? Like, I mean, it, unfortunately, or they're just like kind of maybe in that moment, like uh, they might not have everybody, maybe they're a little even flustered a bit. Um, 
you know, and, and leave some obvious people out. But I I thought it was a really, really great uh, Hall of Fame speech. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad uh, that they gave it that much time. And one of the other things I was kind of happy about is that it wasn't like overstuffed with, I felt like too many inductees uh, this year. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. I mean, they probably could have given some more time. I felt like to the Steiners because um, theirs was pretty short. Vader's, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not with us anymore to accept it. And it's too bad that they didn't, you know, do this induction sooner when he was like still a few alive. years prior. Yeah, I mean, because there was all that news about his health issues, and uh, it, it it's too bad that that didn't happen. Because I mean, the guy was more than deserving, obviously. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, like his wife and his son accepting it, they didn't come across really well. Like, I mean, clearly, like they. It was nice that they were there, but like they, they, and I'm not saying that I'd be any better at it as far as doing a speech like that, but they didn't really come across all that great. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some of them that I thought like, you know, for like the uh, ones where the wrestler's not there, um, like, uh, you know, I thought like Kurt Hennig's wife did a, did a nice job or, um, sure. Rick Rude's family uh, did a nice job. Like there, there's been some that have done a pretty good job with, uh, you know, accepting the award on the, on their behalf basically. And this was, yeah, it just, it, it, I'd agree. It didn't really come across as, as well. Um, they probably could have had somebody else sort of like, do like the speaking forum. Like, I mean, Foley, I think would have been great to have like to kind of do the presentation of and then and then who, have the, the wife and son come out who did the induction did anybody uh i don't think anybody did i think it just like was just sort of like uh, uh Corey and Corey uh and um i forget Kayla her name Braxton. and then it went to the uh the video package about vader and then went, you know, went to the introduction of the wife and son, which, yeah, it, you know, right. it makes sense that they're out, you know, they're out there. But, you know, I, I think to have something of a stronger, a strong person who can speak to, like, you know, who Vader was, I mean, Foley would have been great. Um, right. Well, I, I mean, uh, I I thought at a point I was like, well, if not Foley, then maybe like Stan Hansen or something. Or uh, people were naming Jim Cornette, uh, but I don't know how much Cornette would, uh, you know, uh, he kind of keeps to himself these days. But uh, um, how about how about like Flair or Hogan or like or even Sting? Yeah, I mean, they could probably, I mean, they've done it before that where they made a deal with somebody, you know, with, uh, I mean, they did it in, uh, with TNA, like mm-hmm. when Flair was working uh, at TNA and they had him come in for the induction of, uh, uh, of the horsemen. So, right. I mean, that kind of thing's been done before or, well, hell, I mean, even like, uh, 
with AEW. I mean, Jericho was on the Steve Austin pod. Yeah. So they've reached yeah. across that. So I, I just felt sure. like there could have been a lot more to really kind of uh, yeah. pump up Vader. Um, you know, I'm a big, uh, was a big fan of uh, Vader. So I, I uh, yeah, I was happy to see him get inducted, but it's too bad that, I mean, he wasn't uh, there to, you know, accept it. Um, yeah. And completely and utterly deserved. I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 No question. Yeah. It's one of the um, great uh, big men. I, I wanted to go back to something you said uh, when we were talking about the Undertaker uh, induction or his speech. Until you said it just now, I didn't even think about that he didn't say anything about Foley. Yeah. I mean, you think about that. Like, I mean, and Foley was like, had one of the, uh, I would say it was more Foley's moment than it was Taker's, but yeah. had one of, like, the, it was a big moment in their careers, their respective careers. Uh, but that it didn't get brought up it didn't diminish from it. No my point. No, yeah. I don't feel I like mean, it did at all. So, and they they had a feud that stretched over several years. I mean, let's put it this way: Mick Foley has made a career of going on tour and discussing that match. Yeah, the Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, and maybe the feud behind it. I don't. I don't see Taker having to do that. I really don't. Um, he he could make a career out of going around and doing talks like he did last week. But I don't see him having to talk specifically about that match. There's other matches he could go and talk about. He could go talk about the WrestleMania 25 match against Shawn Michaels sure. or, or the 25 and 26, like do, do sure, all the yeah, that entire yeah. Uh, arc there. Um, right. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if Foley has to. I, 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 you know, I mean, I think he likes to. I mean, the guy's not like down on his luck and having to tour. Oh no, no, I'm not saying that. But uh, I, I, th I, but I get what you're saying in the sense that, like, uh, I feel like it's more his match than it is. Yeah, match. yeah, no, it's I get more what you're synonymous. Saying. It's more synonymous with with. Uh, McFoley than it well, is yeah. Taker. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the calls in it, and all the—I mean, the two, the well, <laughs> the two two big moments in that match. I mean, there's you know multiple. I mean, obviously, right. and but like, I mean, the the throw off the off the cell, and then the throw through uh, the yeah. cell uh, from the roof uh, into the cage into the on the on the ring. Um, yeah, you're right. It is more of like that was you know a big moment for Foley. Um, I mean, he said like uh, he's like at that moment that match that completely just erased everything I had done up to that moment. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it was like a like a purposeful slight towards no. him. I think like we said, you know, it, it kind of in the same way. I don't think you know. I mean, uh. uh Flair didn't purposely slight Roddy Piper. Um, it's just kind of in the mix, you know, if you're given some time or maybe, you know, 
Maybe you have notes, maybe you have bullet points and things kind of get lost in the mix, you know? And and my guess is, I mean, that, you know, even then like flair, they probably, he might've had like bullet points. I think he did have like a speech in hand. Uh, But I think, you know, uh, Taker probably much the same way, you know, had some points that he had. Um, And, and that's maybe how things happen. But I, I thought, nonetheless, it was a really great uh, speech that he gave. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed watching it. I mean, for about the hour that it was, I, I was I, I found it uh, compelling. Yeah, I mean, you you, you got you got a, a decent like induction by McMahon, who I thought did a, did an OK job with yeah. it. Um, and then, yeah, Taker did a nice job with his. But like like we both said, or you know, I think you're in agreement. Is is it really was kind of like a, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. That being said, I mean, the reason why I brought it up though is also, uh, again, I feel like it got maybe a little bit diminished by uh, being almost like an afterthought as far as the weekend goes. Uh, in, in some respects, yeah. Uh, I mean, it used to be a big focal thing. Like it was one of the nights, right, for them. Usually right. the Saturday night kind of thing. But the other thing about that is, with SmackDown being a Friday, it it kind of throws their schedule for a loop as far as some things go. Yeah. And then doing two nights of WrestleMania kind of throws stuff for even more of a loop. A case in point of that is that NXT was run like a Saturday afternoon show. So that was a little bit different. And I watched it. It was good. It wasn't bad. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I mean, you, you're getting some um, folks that... Um, and we'll, I think maybe we'll talk on this because it, it, it proves a point of something that we were we discussed previously. Uh, some people that are uh, moving from the NXT brand to the Raw or SmackDown brands and doing that name change thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we could jump into that right now. Uh, so you had, we, we discussed, I think on the previous episode, we discussed... Uh, uh Walter aka Gunter Gunter yeah yeah and he moved up uh to SmackDown he just debuted last night and he uh debuted with uh uh, uh Marcel Barthel yeah who's now known as Ludwig yeah I saw Ludwig Kaiser Lud- Ludwig Kaiser Curiously enough, Fabian Eichner is still in NXT uh, for now. But again, they they changed. These guys have been these names in their system, on their brands for all this time, and they changed their names. Uh, I think we had referenced, um, um, when we were doing the WrestleMania preview, we, we referenced um, Pete Dunne being changed to Butch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one that happened last night was uh, Raquel Gonzalez, mm-hmm. 
moved up to SmackDown and is now known as Raquel Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just... I don't know. What, is like, she going to be related to uh, Ricardo? Maybe. <laughs> maybe they'll bring him back. I, I mean, I, it just seems unnecessary. I mean, you, it, you've had... It seems... Uh, yeah, it seems unnecessary in a sense. I'm also, like, not overly caught up on it because, like... I mean, it, the people watching NXT uh, likely are also watching the other shows, but not everybody watching the other shows is necessarily watching NXT. I get that, well, but I you mean, know what I mean? Like, it, it, not everybody who's watching SmackDown is watching NXT, but everybody watching NXT is watching SmackDown. Yeah. But it, it's just funny, like, you've branded these people all these years that they've been involved yeah. in your product, and then you just, you, you change their name completely, or you just change it slightly. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'm not saying that I necessarily think it, like, makes a lot of sense. I mean, maybe some of them are a little uh, bit... Uh, a, a little bit, maybe. I, maybe they they like the sound of them. Um, I mean, like Ludwig Kaiser. I I I could see where maybe they're going with a change from Mar Marcel Barthel. Like it sounds like you've got a, like a lisp. It's like it, it is a little tough. That name is yeah. A tough. It's just I'll a tough that. name to say. Uh, so maybe they're like, okay, well, we want you know something a little bit more. It's just let's just, let's out. German it up. Is basically what they I, said. yeah yeah. I mean that's <laughs> what they're going with. Let, so. Let's German the shit out of your name. <laughs> yeah, I, it, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean same thing with Gunther, though. I mean like Walter, I guess you know too. I. I yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I I'm not like some people I've heard are like so like like this is outlandish and all of this. And I'm like eh. Well the funny thing about it is, is like Walter or Gunter, whatever name you use, he isn't any different of a character. Yeah, I mean they didn't like you know, put him in a truck driver outfit and like uh right you know, <laughs> change him up. Like when they brought in Regal or whatever, and he was the man's man, like they man's didn't look a gimmick on him. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's pretty much the same exact gimmick uh, that he had before. So I'm just, I'm just curious and kind of this, like, since they shifted, you know, to this NXT uh, 2.0 and they've really and they shifted the program to being okay more developmental and 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 that and there's still aspects I'm, I'm catching up I think I'm into February um now I'm, I'm watching the program there's aspects that I'm like okay this is like you you can see the elements of where they their production has changed and shifted to more like what the other programming is um, but then there's points of it. I'm like, 
okay, all these people are complaining and quite a bit of this is the same type of stuff that was on NXT previously. So, um, I, I, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. Let me see, like, um, you know, if they're gonna, if they're gonna strap a rocket to like Braun Breaker and, you know, have them come in and give them a, you know, a run like when Lesnar first appeared or they're truly using this as developmental then, and they use it in that way, then great. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not immediately dismissive of it. Um, and like some, some people are, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see where things end up going with Imperium here. And I guess they're just kind of now a tag. I mean, they've gone from four to three down to two now. Um, I'm curious to see what they do. And when they've brought people up, what I was going to say from in the past from NXT, kind of the success rate of that hasn't always been fantastic. Um, there's been fewer Rollins and Reigns and, Ambrose and Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and probably more, you know, uh, um, Keith Lee's or uh, um, I'm trying to think uh, who the hell was the uh, the guy that they um, why can't I think of uh, Carrie and Cross? Um, there's been more examples like that than there have been those success stories. Um, so. Uh, I'll be curious kind of in this new era of NXT, how those translate those, uh, those call-ups translate. So, so yeah, the event wasn't bad. Uh, I won't dive too much into it, but it it was okay. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, honestly, I watched it while I was, I was, uh, putting together some, uh, uh, gardening equipment. (laughs) What's that? What what's that? I, I watched it while I was putting together some gardening equipment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I had like a uh, a thing I was putting together, and I just I put it on, and I actually I had two two different things I was putting together, and I, I put it on while I was putting those things, uh, just some uh, power tools to use out in the in the on the lawn and whatnot. Uh, so I mean it. it it went by pretty fast while I was doing that work. Uh, so, all right, let's get into WrestleMania. Um, yep. WrestleMania 38 emanated from, uh, where were we at this year? We were in uh, we were in Dallas, Texas at the AT&T Stadium, uh, the uh, home of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we, we did watch quite a bit of the pre-show both nights. Nothing really significant happened, I don't feel. Um, there, there was no matches on the pre-show, so uh, well, I they, think they actually... watched the pre-show the first night, but the second night we we're like, yeah, I'm gonna come over later because the pre-show, if it's the same thing. I put it on the second night. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had it on. I was doing other shit while it was on. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, I think we I, mean, I showed up like what 15, 20 minutes before with the food. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the it, show was uh, due to begin. Yeah, it, it it was nothing worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, so 
we we kick off night one with a tag team match uh, between for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship between uh, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso, uh, facing off against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as we thought, the entrance for uh, Nakamura and Boogs was going to be pretty epic with like the guitar and all that stuff. And they had this whole thing, this um, uh, 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 commercial aspect of it with the uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade and the Harder Farmer. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. kind of cheesy. Like, yeah. uh, to just sort of like you're taking these guys and you're right. dressing them up in the same colors to do the, like this promotion for the harder farmer thing. So I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, their gear was themed to that and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate aspect of this match is that, uh, uh, Rick Boogs got le- legit injured during the match. Yeah. I mean, he, he tore up his knee pretty bad. Uh, so he's going to be out for a while. Um, match was all right, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, I, I think changed in the end, whether, you know, Nakamura and Boogs were supposed to win or not, who knows, but that they didn't was, you know, and the match was cut, I, I think short because of the injury. Yeah. I mean, it was just about seven minutes. So I think mm-hmm. it was probably cut short and, uh, uh, just because of that it, in the in the midst of that i wondered if it was legit if it was legit because he was going to like try to pick them both up on his shoulders and i mean he kind of he fell underneath them um but uh yeah yeah i mean it it, it looked like pretty ugly um even mm-hmm. him walking back like how his like knee looked um I don't know if it was just me and like how maybe, you know, kind of uh, uh, my imagination, uh, but it, it seemed like, uh, you know, things maybe looked a little out of place. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the match was okay. I mean, I don't know if it would have gone a, a lot longer or if it would have been much, you know, a lot better if it had gone longer. Um, but this was just all right to me. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had um, Drew McIntyre facing off against uh, Happy Corbin, uh, and Mad Cat Moss was, of course, uh, alongside Happy Corbin. Mm-hmm. It, it it was it was fairly basic. I felt like, um, I mean, it, it seems like that maybe they find it, maybe they'll finally get past like this whole feud between these two. Um, yeah. Maybe this was kind of finally like a blow-off uh, match for him. Uh, McIntyre picking up the win. It was all right. Yeah, I, I thought I was it was just, okay. I mean, it was a, yeah. all right, like, you know, mid-card kind of feud. It was uh, it was all right, right. you know. It blow a blow-off to, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the critiques on this WrestleMania had been like, you know, the build – and like some things feeling like they weren't like a longer term story. This, I and I think maybe we even said it in the last episode was like, can't exactly say that about this. Is that there was build up in a sense of you know a feud between um, McIntyre and then Corbin and Moss. Um, so, but it, it was fine. Um, yeah. 
nothing wrong with the action yeah. in it, but it was just, you know, nothing that stood out. You do uh, have to give some props to uh, Madcap Moss for uh, winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You won that on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things of note is he did appear on the pre-show for WrestleMania, and they made a mistake on the screenshot of him being named as the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. It was on the pre-show. It was the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. <laughs> I wonder who Andrew the Giant is. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's one of those cases. Maybe I mean, if you think about a keyboard, right? The E and the W are right next to each other. Yeah. So either somebody just happened to fat finger the the E and the W when they were typing it out. Or they just got going, typing it out, and sometimes, like, if you're typing something, you know, like, you might just, like, reflexively, especially if you have somebody in your family named Andrew, Yeah, that W just might feel natural. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've done it before, or even, like, on some other words, not, like, a name, obviously, but I've put, like, uh, on words that maybe have, like... Uh, an an ing on it like sometimes i've accidentally at like my fingers get flying and i'll type in and like an ing ending um to uh to it well ending <laughs> right um but i you know i i've done that before where just you know my brain is kind of like maybe i'm like thinking faster or typing faster than what my brain is sort of like thinking so um <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny, Andrew the Giant. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it, I I don't remember what night it was on, but like uh, I saw it later on. I think Botchamania. Um, well, I think probably uh, night one. Sure. I would guess because um, I remember seeing. I, I feel like I remember seeing Moss come out because we commented about how he was wearing outside. He was wearing his. Uh, suspenders and shorts and all of that so oh you know uh, what you're right because then we commented that oh he changed uh outfits for when he was uh when he was uh involved in the match with corbin and uh corbin and mcintyre maybe maybe outside in the uh the one outfit he was andrew and then uh inside he is uh andre he's madcap yeah I was almost hoping his real name was uh, Andrew. Uh, his real name is Michael Carter Rallis. Oh. Interesting. All right, next matchup. Um, and this one maybe had like some differing opinions amongst the people we were watching uh, with. Uh, we had The Miz and Logan Paul versus uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. This, and yeah. One of the things uh, that kind of got bantered about about this was that there may have been too many like outside celebrity kind of people on this uh, uh, on the WrestleMania event, but I didn't really have that much of an issue with it uh, because I felt like especially in this match, I felt like uh, Logan Paul actually held his own. He actually did a really nice job. Um, yeah. He uh, 
healed it up very well. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I felt like he he did some things in the ring which would draw the ire not only of the people that he was facing off against, but also the fans. Like for instance, doing the three amigos. Yeah. And then he did the well, I uh, did a version of the little like uh shimmy, shimmy. kind of thing up on the top rope. And uh followed it up with the frog splash. Yep. So he was cha- he was channeling a little bit of Eddie Guerrero. Uh yeah. but uh I would dare say that Dominic Mysterio trumped him as far as channeling some Eddie Guerrero in just his ring gear alone. Yeah. Uh, he wore like an homage to the gear that um, Eddie and Art Barr were wearing on the uh, When the Worlds Collide event, uh, which was, I, I think, like a almost like a co produced event between, um, I want to say it was AAA and WCW. WCW. Yeah. What was that, like 94 or 95? Somewhere around there, yeah. It was way prior to these the cruiserweight division in WCW, but it kind of led to that uh, yeah. in a sense uh, because they saw like how talented a lot of these guys were. And I think it kind of sold uh, WCW on the concept. Yeah. Well, and I in think particular, Conan uh, played a big part in that relationship and uh, kind of bridging that uh, for yeah. – people that ultimately came to WCW. Yep. Uh, but this match was good. I, I didn't have any issues with it. No. Um, yeah, it was good. It, it was fun. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it is, is I didn't really care for or get the heel turn by The Miz on Logan Paul at the end. It just kind of felt like it didn't really need to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, just back a step, though. I mean, this for me was the match where the uh, night one really kind of started to take off because I, 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 I really enjoyed this, and I thought Logan Paul did a great job. Um, you get like some celebrities where you're like, okay, how serious are they taking it? Like, uh, you know, how how much are they uh, um, really invested? And you could tell that he was really invested. You could tell that he's a fan and the work that he put in, I, I, uh, <laughs> Sean's uh, kudos of the week, uh, I think goes to Logan Paul. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I mean, the guy has, I think a star quality about him that I think, I mean, he could, he could translate very well into pro wrestling. Um, sure. He um, definitely has like um, the persona and like the um, kind of like some of the tendencies that are no, like needed for the wrestling business already ingrained. Like he, he gets that part of it. Some of the in-ring work, obviously, if he got more seasoning, he, he, you know, he could develop that because he's very athletic. You're saying that he fit in well with like the product. And I agree. Um, Cause I feel like his personality and how he acts, 
he really does have that part honed in and yeah. it works. It, it, he, he has that ingrained in him already. And it's something a lot of those guys don't necessarily um, have learned. They might have the physical aspects, but they may not have the character aspects. Uh, he's definitely a great athlete. Um, yeah. I feel like if he went this route, like if he, if he wanted to go pro wrestling route, he could use more seasoning as far as like the actual pro wrestling goes. Yeah. But he definitely does have like the uh, character aspects down. Yeah. Um, and even that would grow, I feel too, but he, sure. he definitely has that in him. Uh, to yeah. Work work on that or yeah to work with that um so yeah i, I, it, yeah, I mean yeah character wise i was gonna say i mean he's in, he's in good shape um so mm -hmm. I, I you know i think that there's a lot there to it and i mean yeah i mean i give him you know uh the kudos uh of the week or whatever to um and, and there were were there you know better matches, better performances or whatever, you know, and we're going to, I think uh, the next couple we're going to get into here um, are, are some of those. Um, but I, it, it just coming from a perspective of like, you know, from like, Hey, here, here's, here's a guy that you might not expect it from. Right. Like when we get into talking about, especially those next two matches, it, it's really coming from a place of, hey, this this is maybe from somebody that I I didn't go into it having high expectations. Right. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and, uh, I think he exceeded those. Yeah, you make a really good astute observation there, Sean. That saying, I mean, this really did kick off. Like the the, the first two matches were good. Don't get me wrong. But this match really was kind of like the the jump start that this night needed to kind of reach that next level. Yeah. And this match and then the subsequent ones after it really did jump start it into a next level. Kind of. Um, yeah, I'd agree that next level. Um, I'd agree about the sort of the heel on the heel <laughs> turn because this is already a heel. I, so like I. I felt like Logan Paul, if he's going to do more, he works naturally as a heel. You know, I don't, I, I don't see the guy kind of just being who he is and what he does and the, the social media influencer and all of that. I, I don't see fans kind of taking to them and they don't, it, they don't often, I mean, wrestling fans take maybe necessarily to outside personalities um, mm -hmm. uh, all that well. I and mean, Bad Bunny did a good job last year, and I feel like the fans were behind him. But very often we've seen where the fans kind of are, regardless of like the wrestler and what character they're currently playing, will often side with like the wrestler more than the celebrity that's coming in. Like, case in point, I mean, we were there for uh, Money Mayweather uh, versus The Big Show at uh, 24. And the fans were definitely behind The Big Show um, because he was more the wrestler. And yeah, I mean, Money Mayweather is obviously a big name athlete. But still, 
it, it was kind of that thing like, okay, you're kind of, you're kind of coming into our world um, or the re- world of wrestling. And um, I, but I felt, I felt like, you know, it, he did a he did a really nice job and like his character fits more with being that heel persona so um but all in all i i i enjoyed it um i'll say this i mean if you wanted like some natural uh natural heels uh both him and his brother just fit the mold perfectly yeah like i i think they probably make a hell of a lot more money doing what they regularly do now than what they what they what they could make in pro wrestling but man they 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 definitely have the whole character aspect down uh to fit naturally into a wrestling product whether they would want to go that route eh, i i don't i don't see them wanting to go that route just because of, I mean, what the money and all that stuff is probably not there for them. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like, I mean, we, we talked to, or I talked a lot about Logan Paul. I think the other, all the other three did a, did a good job in this one in Dominic too. Um, I think Dominic still has a, a, a ways to go. Um, I, I think, I mean, we haven't talked a lot about him. I think just in his like confidence and character and what, what he does and even his look, um, I yeah. think he's got a, I mean, just kind of like kind of the by sight alone, like um, maybe even some filling out. Um, yeah. You, you know, uh, he, he's got, he's got a ways to go, I think. So, uh, but I'd agree with that. Um, I all in all, I thought it was good. Everybody played their role uh, really, really well. Yeah. All right. Next up uh, was one of my favorite matches of the weekend, uh, yeah. if not maybe my most favorite match of the weekend. It was uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Belair won the title. Um, I thought, as far as the storyline build goes, of course, she gets her uh, revenge from what happened last SummerSlam. Uh, So that was great. It was good to see. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Belair, but I can appreciate what she does. She's a great athlete. Um, And I thought these two put on a great match. There's a lot of question of whether... um, you know, Lynch could actually do this or not. And she, you know, uh, she convinced me that it was good. Uh, her hair and makeup and all of that stuff was just crazy looking. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like definitely a different look, but yeah. yeah. Well, they were playing into, I guess, like Belair had cut her hair or something like that, like in an attack. Okay. Um, so I think that was part of it. But yeah, these okay. th- this match was so good. I mean, it yeah. was just the crowd was into it too. They were into it big. Uh, yeah, this that, was excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one, no complaints about this match at all. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I I would definitely say maybe even amongst the two nights, it's possibly there is like the match of the weekend. Um, I, you know, within WWE. I mean, I haven't watched other stuff. Uh, um, I did happen to find uh, online the FTR and Briscoe's match, uh, so I'm hearing lots of good things about that. So I haven't taken a look at it yet. Um, oh, that might be a good one to check out. But. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I, I within WWE, I would say, I mean, this was this is probably up there as far as uh, uh, one of the matches of the weekend, and maybe so far, I mean, you know, people like to look at like match of the year and stuff like that, and early contenders. I'd say this is easily up there. Um, sure. I thought these two gelled really well, and it it was great to see that so i mean starting off i know how much people were pissed off like with uh what happened at SummerSlam. um i wasn't too pleased with it either uh but this was a good redemption kind of story story arc and and here's another example of like hey here's something that did have like a longer term um and more of like a build to it um, mm-hmm. so, um, you're, you're right. The, the crowd was into it. I thought these two just worked really, really well together and they gave it a good amount of time to it. Um, I thought it was perfect, uh, for, uh, the length of time. Um, and it, again, it was one of those, I mean, uh, again, following that tag match, here we go. Like we get another, we get following right up with that. Boom. Like a, a great, great singles match. Yep. And you see uh, like how uh too, like I I mean if there if there's anything um that I could say about with uh and I forget which uh like podcast or clip I was hearing if you could say about WWE and their developmental or NXT and call-ups and stuff. Um, that they've done very well um, is uh, creating main event and bigger, big stars with uh, their women's division. Um, and I, I feel like they've, they've done a good job with that because you've got a, a lot of people that they can kind of interchange now and it makes sense them being in the main event. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, this was this was great. So next up, uh, we had uh, the uh, Seth Rollins match, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, his opponent was going to be a surprise, and uh, I don't know if anybody was really surprised too much by it, but it ended up being uh, the return of Cody Rhodes to WWE. Yeah. I feel like I mean whether it was them putting some names out there or something or trolling the audience or whatever of maybe putting some things out there. Um, I, it, because people were worried about like, Oh my God, what if it's not Cody? What if it's uh, you know, what if the whole thing with Shane was kind of just a work? What if, uh, you know, and he comes back or what if it's um, uh, Gable Stevenson or, uh, you know, I mean, even, uh, you know, I thought like, and they, uh, with the uh, Taker's speech the prior night, 
like, and he ends it with never say never. He puts on the coat and the hat. I'm like, right. oh, man, are they going to? Um, and I, I, I think anybody else, and I think it would, would have held true, anybody else but Cody probably with the expectations set probably would have gotten booed. Um, except for like Taker, I don't like that. He, nobody's gonna boo Undertaker, um, like coming out or whatever. Maybe the match wouldn't, you know, like, um, the, the last few years of Undertaker matches, well, uh, you know, were very, yeah, but, um, I, I was, I was glad that it, uh, was Cody. I mean, even when the lights went out, um, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what is this going to be? Um, right. But then surprisingly, I didn't even realize that. I didn't know it that I guess he owns the rights to that music, that entrance music. You know, you heard like the little uh, intro, uh, what there's more than one royal family in wrestling or whatever it is. Right. Um, that, that was cool. Um, How funny is it in this day and age now, like in the last like couple of months, we're getting wrestlers that are using uh, the same entrance music across different promotions. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even talking punk. I, I'm oh, talking more like so. The Hardys. Yeah, the Hardys, and then uh, this case with Cody, Cody. which yeah. when it came out, when it came out, I was like, "Whoa, wow, that's surprising." <laughs> yeah. Maybe you were expecting the, uh, 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 smoke and mirrors. I don't know what I was expecting. It was I, surprising. It was surprising to hear the, the, I don't want to say classic, but the, the, uh, the Cody Rhodes, uh, entrance theme that, we've heard a lot over the last few years yeah and then um, they went on and i thought they had a fantastic match this was great yeah it was good it it, it it was it was a great return it couldn't have gone any better for him in my opinion no no great opponent to face yeah. because i mean we've uh talked about rollins rollins is one of those guys that He's in that class now that no matter what, he can be slipped into a main event program. He can like, he can do whatever. Um, and, you know, he's in that place, I think, with like Randy Orton. Um, obviously, Reigns is the champion. I mean, he, he's, he's sort of in that league there. Um, you know, where, where uh, you know, at any, any point in time, um sure yep and, and yeah these two the, the great back and forth action like i mean again given a good good length of time i don't know how much you know if it was all comp compressed into one night this thing went, went about uh almost 22 minutes like yeah. how much would they get that in um a single night mania probably right. probably not um so i i I enjoyed this. I'll look forward, you know, if we, you know, ne next year, if we do the same kind of thing and pick out mania matches to watch, 
maybe this is one that we go back to. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, if you if if we're doing just uh, non-main event matches, which one do you pick from night one? Do you do the Bianca and Becky, or do you do Cody and uh, Seth Rollins? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I I I don't yeah that I. I don't have enough, you know, good things to say about this. I, I thought it was really, really good and great. Uh, you know, a great response from the crowd as well. Um, Cause I, you know, I'd wondered what, you know, and I, and I still, I mean, this is it this early, this is a return, you know, he's uh, back, you know, AEW it was a mania crowd too. Um so mania crowds tend to be a bit, maybe a little bit different um, in some respects, you know, from a regular, regular programming kind of crowd. Um, I'm curious, you know, what what Cody we're get, we're getting, but I mean, uh, I I mean he didn't come out there in Stardust gear or anything like that. So I mean, if it's uh, telling that we're getting something maybe fairly similar to what we got in, you know, AEW or what do you, you know, ring of honor or what have you. Um, one can, one can only hope maybe the promos are a little bit better than. Yeah. Yeah. I, what he was doing on AEW. it's, it's one of those things where like, I can appreciate that they give more freedom and they don't have it so regimented and like uh, scripted. Uh, but then there's some points where I'm like, yeah, maybe a little bit of like uh you know, guidelines could kind of sure. help with that because, uh, you know, I mean, we, we talked quite a bit about that last one that he did, the, the pre-ladder match that was long and rambling, and uh, I was not a fan of that. Um, so, I, I I mean, I did watch the Raw after Mania, and he cut a promo, and it was very, it was, co- it was definitely Cody, um, as we remembered them, but I, I, I didn't like, I wasn't like, ugh, my God, um, about it. it. It was, it was, it was good. Um, right. yeah. Okay. So the next match, uh, was for the SmackDown women's championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Charlotte, the champion facing off against Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And this one was also pretty good. Uh, I didn't like it as much as the previous two matches. Yeah, I think this um, one had a had a tough. Uh, tough it had a to real tough up, act but, to follow. Yeah, um, I mean, Rousey has been all in all all okay. Um, I mean, she's just coming back. Well, she came back at the Rumble. I think she's had what one other match, and now here's a singles match. So she she wrestled in a in a battle royal coming out what late in it, right? Wasn't she number thirty? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And then she is in a tag, you know, for ten minutes or whatever, and then now here she is in a I, like a main event, basically singles title match. I think she may have had one match on television as well. Uh, okay, but not a not a lot, and she's been gone no. for a while. Um, 
I thought this was better than what other people have said it was. Uh, have said it was. Some people are really kind of putting this one down. Um, I thought this was good, but it did, definitely was a tough act to follow after those last two. I I, I agree yeah. with you. Um, the finish I was found a little questionable too. Um, that I mean, Charlotte won. I get there was something of a distraction, and Charlotte won with like that boot. Um, but I feel like maybe a, a little bit more um, could have uh, um, could have happened there. And um, I, I thought it picked up uh, along the way um, uh, the the match. I was like uh, early on, early stages. I was like, oh, this is a little bit kind of a little rough around the edges. Uh, but I thought as it went on, I I started to really enjoy the match more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be an interesting one to kind of revisit. Um, just to kind of watch it on its own without having watched the previous two. Yeah. Just to see kind of how it, how it stands. Uh, the fi- I was the just final- going to say, but I think um, like, I mean, this stretch here still, I didn't think it like stunk the joint out. Um, no. So, oh no, I mean, not by any stretch. At this point, a stretch of four matches that are good to I mean for me, good yeah. to like very good to great, like excellent, like classic type matches. So um already night one at this point, I was like, damn, they're they're putting on a hell of a show. Yeah. So the final segment of the evening was uh, the KO show with guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And we really didn't know what to expect or what this was going to be. But let's be honest. You see KO comes out first as a little bit of an introduction and then Stone Cold comes out, and he's got the boots on. He's got the knee braces knee brace. on. Yeah. And he's wrist got wrist tape. tape on. And immediately the reaction we had was like, this is probably going to be more than just them uh, and talking and then Stone Cold hitting a, uh, a stunner at the end of the night. Yeah. And then that was sort of our first tip-off kind of clue. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, he's, I I mean, I think we both even said, I was like, oh, man, he's really taped up here. This is probably going to be something. Yeah. And what it turned into was probably one of the surprises of the night, which was, or surprises of the weekend, really, was uh, a a good, a good uh, anything goes hardcore kind of match, right? Uh, Yeah. Or they call it a no-holds-barred match between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for somebody, you know, that is uh, 57 years old at this point and hasn't wrestled in 19 years to go out there and put on a show like this as the main event of a WrestleMania card, after those four previous matches you mentioned – Mm-hmm. This was pretty damn good and pretty damn special as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, I I didn't know what to expect. I was like, man, are they really doing this? Are they really like gonna end this with a segment stunner beer bash kind of thing? And then like, like a very like, sports uh, entertainment kind of finish. Yeah. It, like when he came out, I'm like, okay, he's looking like he's got, you know, gear on and everything. Like, is he ready to go? He was still in the t shirt and uh, the jorts and whatnot, but like, it, it, he was still a bit, quite a bit more like prep than other things that we've seen him uh, for a match. And yeah, I agree. I thought this was fun. This was, um, it was great to see Austin in there. Um, you could tell he was having a good time. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Owens was having a great time too. Um, oh, absolutely! And, and loving this. And I mean, what a what a thing for him. I mean, it, you know, and I I've said it like uh, you know a bit a bit of uh, criticism and um, or kind of just uh, calling some of it out about like you know people being critical of him of Owens re-signing with WWE. And uh, I think I said it on an episode or maybe off pod. I was like, well, he could be doing this or he could be, you know, jobbing to Orange Cassidy on an episode of uh, Dark on YouTube. Like, it's like, okay, he gets to face Steve Austin at WrestleMania in front of however many there actually were. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, they're saying 77,000 or whatever it was, whatever. It's still a huge crowd and main of main eventing a night at mania against a legend like right. I, for me. And I'm sure Owens as a wrestling fan, I, I'm sure for him, he was, he was absolutely thrilled. Um, oh yeah. I mean, how, how could you not be with, I yeah. mean, yeah. And I don't yeah, look I'm, at it even the way of like, oh, well, they had this old guy come back and beat him and all that and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I'm sure he, Owens has no problem with it whatsoever at all. Um, I mean, arguably one of the biggest stars of all time. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, you think, it, I mean. It, honestly, Hogan, if it was. If it I mean, was Hogan or Flair, then you have some issues with it. But if it was, if it was Stone Cold or The Rock, yeah, or even like Cena at this point, yep. and this was the main event, I don't think Owens is going to have any trouble with any of those. The Rock and Stone Cold, especially, uh, if it was either of those guys, he, yeah. I, I mean. So, you know, he's probably like, sign me up, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, so you're, you're right. I mean, in the sense that, I mean, him resigning, this is probably just like the greatest case scenario that you could ask for and hammers home the point that he made the right choice in resigning with um wwe as opposed to anything that could have occurred with him going to AEW or elsewhere the exposure and um what he what he got out of this was probably just the greatest gift he could get 
Um, and if anybody thinks otherwise, man, are they just so incredibly wrong. <laughs> and I think they're just hating to hate on it. And I'm sure there's those people out there who are just like, they're, you know, they're the tribalists and there's, and there's ones on both sides of it. They hate whatever AEW does, even if it's completely irrational and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's great stuff. Um, you know, or they hate whatever WWE does and it's, it's irrational, but it's, uh, you know, uh, objectively great stuff and they'll just, they'll take those sides and that's part of what I, I dislike, you know, uh, with like some of the fan culture and whatnot these days is just that tribalism. And it, it, this, this was, I mean, regardless, this was just a, this was a fun way to end uh, the night. Um, and he got, you know, of course the beer bash and he's drinking the, you know, he's throwing back the beers throughout. Um and taking some bumps and stuff that man, like I would not expect them, you know. I mean, the last we knew, you know, and uh it, it's it's just interesting to see guys like him or like Sting, who's just a bit older, kind of doing some of this stuff. Sure. So, even that like Sting, I'm like, you don't need to really do that, dude. Like, um and I in Austin, I'm kinda like, hey, like, you know, knowing his neck and uh spinal issues and whatnot like does he need to do that but i i would say i mean this this was a great cap off to this night so uh, again i mean just this stretch i mean you know sometimes you see like manias and there's like maybe some stuff that's like pretty weak um or just Mm -hmm. awful um, but this night one, I thought was fantastic. I thought they, they, they kicked off the weekend in a really great way. Yeah. To hammer home a point about what, what you're saying about the tribalism and stuff like that. I want to go back to that. Yeah. And just to hammer something home and give some, maybe some people a matter of perspective. It has been t- over 20 years since we've had like this level of competition in the world of wrestling where there's so much content to watch and is easily accessible and it took a lot of things for that to come to fruition uh wwe all this time has been around for all that time and they've done some good things they've done some things maybe that haven't been so good but they've done some good things in that Mm -hmm. time but you have all of this other content that's available to you whether it's on cable television like the AEW product or it's on streaming services or what have you or wherever you can source out things like Impact and if Ring of Honor keeps happening and you can source that out, uh, MLW, and the, the, the list just keeps going and growing. And it's good. It's great. So you can you know, love or hate all of this stuff, but, or have this sense of competition between them. But man, you were in a world where there wasn't any. Just enjoy all of it. It, You don't Mm -hmm. have to have a winner or loser. Just enjoy what you have. Don't have to pick a side. 
Yeah. I mean, are you necessarily going to like every single thing that WWE does? Even if you're a fan of WWE? No. You're not going to enjoy every single match that they have on a card. If you're a fan of AEW, are you necessarily going to enjoy every single match that they do? No. Sean's a case in point. He'll love something, you know, if it's a great tag team match. But, you know, there might be a match that he doesn't care for all that much. Um, And and that's okay. I mean, we, we were talking about Rampage before this, like last night's Rampage. And, I mean, that match with Moxley and Wheeler Yuta was great. And you may have enjoyed that one, but you may have not enjoyed, you know, a match earlier on that card or a match from Dynamite. And that's okay. That That's fine. It's just, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to pick a side on this. Just enjoy what you got, man. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you could just be like, this is all you're getting. And we were like that for so long. And it's why, like, we seeked other stuff out. We seeked out, like, the the Ring of Honors of the world and uh, Dragon Gate and uh, um, Chikara and uh, Evolve. You know, we we checked out a lot of this stuff just to PWG, just to kind of go, hey, you know what, WWE, they're doing some good things, but I want to see more. I want to see some of these other these other companies and see some other wrestlers and see if I can find some things. That's why we discovered people like, and we we're mentioning him and we're giving him all these props in the world. Uh, but you know, like why we were such huge fans of Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan or whatever you want to call him. Um, and then seeing a guy like Kevin Steen grow into Kevin Owens and be on the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see where he came from, and this is where he's at. Yeah, I, I could give two shits, you know, you know, love or hate it, but man, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think I mean he's he's let I think laughing it all the way to like uh, like the bank, but like he is okay. I. I resign. I'm doing what is I want to do for my family. Um, I and, got kids. And also, you know, again, just that point of like, you know, he probably takes it in perspective of, you know what? Uh, again, I'm main eventing. I came from a place of, you know, working in front of, you know, 200 people at a VFW to whatever 70,000 77 68 whatever the hell the real number was thousand at a stadium in Dallas like I you know and nothing necessarily wrong with those shows uh in front of 200 people at a VFW but saying that you know he has and Brian and all the you know all these men and women you know come you know strive to i think get to like a a higher place and that doesn't have to be with wwe uh they are striving to get to a place where hey they they have a career with this yeah they're able to make some money they're able to support their family they're able to you know and do some of these things and hopefully have some fun along the way and enjoy what what it is that they're doing and 
Hey, I mean, if it, you know, if it, if I were him and I, I would be like, and somebody told me like, Hey, you can go out there and you can uh, go and uh, tangle with Steve Austin for, you know, 12 minutes or whatever and get stunnered at the end. Sign me up because <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Um, and it'd be the same way as with, you know, like, Hey, if I, you know, if I can take the people's elbow or get put in the figure four by flair or leg drop by Hulk Hogan or whatever, sign me up for it. Cause that's fantastic. If you want it, if you want a picture that, um, is representative of that and it, it, it represents all that you're saying and is a perfect illustration of it. It is a picture of uh, when John Moxley was in WWE as Dean Ambrose. And he ended up in a thing with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts is doing the, the snake gimmick with him, mm-hmm. right? And he couldn't help but break character. And you see, like, this big-ass grin on uh ambrose's face as roberts is administering the snake um it's a snake it's proof of that the proof is in that pudding yeah uh but it it, yeah you you can't fault this guy for for this and oh my god man i mean what a moment for him um all the props in the world that like from from us obviously but that he got from everybody stone cold included for his performance on it. Mm -hmm. Stone cold gave him a ton of props after this. Um, So very cool to see, very awesome to see, especially somebody that we've been following his career for a long while now. So it's really cool. And And he's, he's going to have that on his resume. You know, it's kind of that thing. Like I got, I got to wrestle, Quite possibly Steve Austin's last match. In, uh, in the main event at WrestleMania. In the main event at WrestleMania in Dallas. It, you know, it, it just that like kind of all those factors. So, yeah. Um, I yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, it was just kind of a fan and like, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, growing up in that, the, like that perfect time period. I mean, I often say like, uh, yeah, I was the right age for like a lot of stuff like like as a wrestling fan i was the right age for like the periods that were sort of like happening like mm-hmm. right age for the hulkamania era like i was you know right right in there and then probably for like the new generation kind of like that right age and then as a teenager during the attitude era like right sure. you know and um that it, this match just really kind of like it um it was a nice piece of nostalgia and um, it was well done. That's the thing. Like uh, sometimes some of the things that, um, you know, end up happening aren't, aren't always as good. Right. Or they're, you know, best left maybe in the past that this was, this was nice. This was, this felt good. It was entertaining, you know, if there's anything you could say like, okay, you know, and, and it's like, he's 57. Like 
okay, maybe he's not moving as quickly as he had in the past or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, I, I think I heard like, uh, um, Cornette, uh, say something along the lines or basically to paraphrase. I mean, he, he's like, Austin could come out there like, you know, on dialysis and like, uh, you know, with a walker or something. And he would still be, he'd still be Steve Austin. Sure. Like I, he's still going to get that massive, huge response, uh, from the crowd. And it doesn't matter the age of the crowd or whatever. Um, he's still going to get that. And anybody that was working with them was going to look that much better. Um, because mm-hmm. he's ar- he's arguably the biggest star that has ever been. I mean, there's 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 maybe a, a couple people or whatever, a few people that you could you know kind of like toss around or argue who is, but he's he's definitely in that top tier, right? Yeah. So that 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 wrapped up night one, a fun fun night. Yep. Uh, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, we continue on with night two of WrestleMania. Uh, I I wasn't as high on night two as I was on night one. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. There 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 were some definite highlights of it. But I felt like night one uh, was far superior of a show. Like if you if you like separate the two out, into, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there there were some good points. Uh, but we'll we'll go through it and discuss it. Uh, so we kick off um, night two with a match between RK Bro, um, Randy Orton, and uh, Riddle. Uh, Facing off against the Street Profits with Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, and Alpha Academy, uh, Chad Gable and Otis, uh, and this was for the Raw Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. and it was okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think I said it then. I would have preferred maybe if this were just like a straight up tag match. This felt like one of those that often I'm critical of, of, uh, you know, in AEW, for instance, um, or even when WWE does this of like, it's, it's too many people too too much. They're in there a lot. It's like move spam, uh, at points, you know, there's the, the, you always see those spots of like, um, there's like a ring clearing basically of like one guy comes in, hits the finisher. And then the guy that just hit the finisher turns around and eats another finisher. And then that dude hits it, you know, and and we see that a lot uh, these days. Sure. Um, I felt like this could have been maybe more of just a straight up like tag, regular tag match rather than three teams. It gets cluttered. Um, there was some fun stuff and, and I like, you know, I mean, I like these three teams. Um, and, and that's the, that's the thing I've loved Orton, Orton and Riddle together. You know, I think the street profits are pretty good and I, I've really enjoyed the, what uh, Chad Gable and Otis have done together. So it, it just felt like it was just kind of trying to get like more people on the show. It was, uh, yeah, it was all right. Uh, the next matchup um, was uh, Bobby Lashley facing off against Omos. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was just, it was kind of there. Um, I, I, I was, again, I think we talked about this on when we did the preview episode. I was really surprised to see Lashley come back so soon because I thought that the injury that he had was going to keep him out for longer. And they kind of just put him into this thing like at the last minute and uh, almost as impressive, but I just, I, it, it's tough. It's tough to watch somebody like him and suspend any disbelief that somebody's actually going to be able to do anything against him because he's just huge. He's ginormous. Massive. Yeah. And I mean, he's impressive, but it's like, you're just like, almost like that Brown Strowman kind of uh, thing, you know, where you're just looking at the guy and just going, really? Yeah. Is anybody really going to be able to do anything with him? Like, and I'm not sure actual height and weight, but he's built seven foot three and build 400 pounds. I mean, even with that, or regardless of build height and weight, I mean, you look at the guy and he's just built. And yeah. I mean, he's, I, and I mean, he's not like a, like a fat 400. He is a, just a jacked, like, you right. know, 400 pounds, uh, you know, seven foot plus. Uh, I mean, the guy is, I mean, very impressive looking. Um, I mean, to the point, I mean, he made, he made Lashley look small. And Lashley is like 6'3", and I mean, he's, yeah. he is, I mean, Lashley is a huge jacked up guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was okay. I mean, it was uh, it, it was sort of short, six minutes. That's probably what about mm-hmm. what it needed to be. But yeah. it felt like almost like something that maybe could have just been on TV or something. Like it, it just it it kind of was. Yeah. It it was one of those that like if you go back and you watch like um, some like old old manias it felt like one of those matches that maybe like would have fit like in and like the first like few manias or so, you know, I could see that. Yeah. Like, like in the first like 10 or whatever, just sort of like this quick kind of, yeah, kind of, you know, match it. And I was almost surprised that Lashley won, to be honest. I was too. Yeah. Uh, I was I was two to a point. Um, so next up, <laughs> uh, we had uh, Johnny Knoxville facing off against Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. Yeah, and again another one of those uh, uh, celebrity type matches. It was Johnny Knoxville did a good thing, and I gotta say, I mean. They did build quite the program out of these two guys for, like, quite a while. This, I mean, this program had, like, legs on it, like, at least three to four months long. Yeah, that's a surprising thing. I mean, here's another, as ridiculous as, like, the match was, you, you could say one thing is that, well, this wasn't just like thrown together. They've invested some time in this. Right. Yeah. And I mean, some of the action was good in this. Uh, I got to say, and I mean, these guys actually worked really well together and they put together a decent match, 
but there are some things I felt like uh, took away from it. Some of the uh, gags or uh, contraptions that they used in this match um, took away from it, uh, not only by what they were, but by the fact that they didn't work well. Um, Yeah. I mean, the the thing with the boot... um, that, that that would uh, swing the boot up, uh, and I think it hit uh, Sami Zayn in the nuts. Uh, that thing didn't work very well. Yeah. And then actually at the finish of the match, the giant mouse trap was yeah. also something that didn't work. I haven't, very well. I haven't seen a finish with a mouse trap look that bad since Orange Cassidy put it on uh, Chris Jericho. Oh man. Like, now you got two Orange Cassidy references in this uh, podcast already. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Both of them are not, aren't kind. Um, not very complimentary of uh, of uh, young Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um. I mean, some of the stuff worked okay. I felt like I mean the 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 hand slap thing at ringside was all right. Yeah. But like the the fact that those gimmick type things uh, not only um, were in the match but also almost failed in the match was a little bit of a detriment to it. I think Zane was the perfect foil for this. Yeah, his his character and who he is. You couldn't ask for a better person to be in this. I, I mean, maybe the the only exception I could see would be maybe somebody like Seth Rollins. Just character-wise, I think Rollins could play into it. He could play into it, but I feel like if he's being a little bit more like serious in a sense, um, or just like put in that place, like about that main event place. I don't. I don't know if I'd want to see him in that. I, no, I, think but, could, I think he could play into it. I think you're. You know, I agree with you. Rollins could play into it very well. Yeah. Um. I. I. You know. I think he would do a good job no matter what uh, he's given. Rollins is that kind of talent. Um. I'm just. I'm saying as far as where he is in. Um. It you know, in the company. Right, right, right. right. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm but, not saying that I, they could have put him in that. I'm just talent. saying he might be the only other guy that I think could have worked in, like, something, like, in this environment and done yeah. a really good job with it. So I thought Zane was really good in that aspect. Um, it, I mean, it was fun. It it. It was what you expected it to be. I mean, if you know who Johnny Knoxville is and all that, um, it, it it was what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew kind of going like, okay, here's the comedy match and here's, uh, you know, we're going to get some maybe some goofy stuff and we're going to see the, uh, I already sort of figured like, okay, we're going to see the, uh, the Jackass crew, uh, which we did, um, involved in this. Uh, so I... Yeah, I I mean it was 
it, it was a bit uh, odd in this. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was okay. It was just kind of weird. All these gadgets and contraptions are just there. Um, I guess I saw something like Zane was like uh, kind of speaking out about it and saying that you know people who are criticizing him or think that he's been you know uh, it's it's always the popular thing to say uh, somebody's buried or whatever. And I guess he spoke out against that. And he's like, he's like, I had a great time with this. Um, he's like, I thought we put together something really well. And uh, he's like, I, I enjoyed what we did. I mean, if there if there's anything that I could say, I mean, I've been, you know, pretty critical of comedy matches. I mean, Orange Cassidy included and other well, stuff. Third time. Um, but he's a comedy wrestler. Oh, That's yeah, he is. Came up again. Um, I, I, I mean, I could say, I mean, the, the, the fans definitely, I mean, they could have crapped all over this thing. The fans seem to be in that stadium. We're with this like a hundred percent of the way. Sure. I, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like it, 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 that's what struck me is that they were, they were with it for this, uh, the duration of this. So Yeah. Uh, so next up, we had um, for the women's tag team championship, we had a fatal four-way match with uh, the teams of Sasha Banks and Naomi facing off against uh, Carmella and Queen Zelina, who are the current champs at this point, uh, and Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and then Natalia and Sheena Baszler. And uh, before the match, when we did our preview, the one thing that uh, we were kind of critical about about this was that it felt a bit thrown together. Some of the teams felt thrown together um, to just kind of be involved in it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I mean, given the other women's matches that occurred on WrestleMania as a whole, this was unfortunately like the lesser of the three that occurred on the weekend. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, like, like we said, it was kind of thrown together. It played off a lot of um, the issues between Selena and Carmella leading into Carmella's uh, real wedding to Corey Graves and how she's been distracted by the wedding. Um, so that was to me kind of like the big focus, I felt like, as far as the story goes. I, I just wasn't, I, I felt like Night 2, like, it, it, it had a lot of throwaway content. Um, there, there, like, the first half of it, really, Night 2, there wasn't a whole lot that I was really vested into. Um. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I I, uh, I felt the same. Um, some things thrown together. I mean, even this match, there's some good talent in it. I mean, I like Sasha, Naomi, like they're Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. Um, so, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of 
you know, really good uh, workers and uh, uh, and wrestlers, you know, in this. And it just it it kind of felt just forgettable. Uh, I yeah. you know I, I there's nothing necessarily that completely stands out to this uh, from this match to me. And again, it was one of those okay, a fatal four away. You know, a lot of people, a lot of you know, just a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, the the whole night too. I mean, the, there was parts of it that I liked, but the, for the most part, I was kind of, I wasn't as into this night as I was the first night. Yeah, uh, which the next then you kind of make like the argument like of like okay they got this separated in the two nights, like yeah there there could have been maybe more that it was done or better investment in the storylines or what have you, um to maybe make these stand out a bit more these matches better than what was on night one. But then, uh, you know, you think like, okay, if they kind of condense things down to where, you know, they have the matches that are like the best, sort of like the cream of the crop of these, do they have like, you know, a very good, like instead of six hours or six and a half to seven, do they have then a very good three and a half to four hour, you know, pay-per-view that maybe is a bit, you know, like between the two nights. All right. Like you pick out the best of the, uh, best of the this crop of matches and and do it that way. I mean, I could see both ways. Like you want to get like everybody in on the on the event and you split it. Uh, but then at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, can you can you kind of uh, uh, pare this down to like the best of the best? Sure. Uh, so, I mean, that being said, I mean, the next match up was maybe one of those matches that you would want involved in that, which was, it was, uh, Edge versus AJ Styles, um, which I thought was a really good match. I felt like they had a really good build for it too. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they, they really had that going for it. It was good. It was, it was probably one of the, uh, one of, if not the best match of the night. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, no issues with it, really. Yeah, yeah, I thought this was great. Um, I I enjoyed this. I like both guys. I mean, Edge and AJ, I think are, um, you know, they are guys uh, to me that you know just work so well with a variety of opponents. Um, and this was a good long and like kind of like a, just like a classic like style match to me like i, I really enjoyed um some of it uh the some of the pacing of it and like with aj like maybe trying to you know speed it up he'd get cut cut off like um it was a good back and forth uh uh match with it um and with the action in it and it, you know, it set the, set the course here uh, with Damian Priest and like Edge having a faction, um, mm-hmm. and possibly some other names, uh, uh, coming into play. Um, yep. I, I, I think this is, a, this is good stuff. So I, th- I think, uh, this was probably as far as night two, like my match of the night. Um, and I agree with you. If you were to condense it down, this would be one of those that would like, yep, this is a this is a keeper. Um yep. 
uh, for like if you were to make it one just one night, one whole card. Um, I I enjoyed this. Um, the next match up was uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland uh, with Butch versus mm-hmm. uh, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Now this match was supposed to, I think, be on night one, night and it one. got it got bumped to night two, and uh, unfortunately, the video package and the ring entrances were longer than the match itself. It was very quick. Um, uh, again, another one of those kind of like throwaway kind of things. It got got these guys on the card, and that was about it. Uh, yeah. There's stuff I feel like they could have trimmed off from elsewhere and uh, given to this match. Um, it's too it's too bad with, I mean, the the new day with how tenured they are, um, and and Sheamus for that matter too. I mean uh, that they don't didn't get something a, a bit longer. I mean, right. I, I can't help but feel like they. Uh, if they were on night one, they might have gotten like a bit of a longer uh, match than on this night. Um, and then there's stuff that I feel like they didn't necessarily need to to have with all the hype packages and um, you well, know that they show them on the pre-show and then basically show the same thing again uh, during the show. During the show, uh, and those hype packages are long. Like some of them are like the better part of ten minutes, you know, ten to twelve minutes long. They're they're pretty lengthy. It's it's very repetitive in that sense. And I mean, I get some of the matches. It might be worth showing them, but I mean, maybe it maybe it helps you uh, actually have time for the matches on the card, if you maybe trim some of it down or, you know, or have like a shortened version that maybe you show like, that's maybe a few minutes long, not these ones that are just like, you know, every fucking thing that's occurred, you know, just, you know, give give the guys, you know, they're coming out for the match. Give them a little bit more time. To work, yeah, and I mean, I like all these like guys. other things too that were on it. So I mean, the you know, uh, uh, like you know, they feature the Hall of Fame uh, stuff on one of the nights, like you know, having Taker come out again, or um, and, and I get it. I mean, it. I I'm not disparaging like uh, them having something in uh, Triple H coming out at the beginning of night two and uh, leaving his boots oh, right. in the ring and having like a moment like that because I mean he is a he is a big deal for a long time for WWE. So oh, yeah, incredibly deserved to actually be given that. that absolutely, moment. absolutely. So I it just felt like that you know if you're gonna have that stuff do you trim off some time here and there or having even knoxville and zane go uh over 14 minutes do you does that need to be 14 minutes right probably not it could have maybe gone about 10 
Yeah. And do you devote some of that time to this match? Um, I I can't help but I I can't help but feel that. Or even I I really enjoyed it. Did Edge and AJ need to be twenty four minutes, or do you trim you know a couple minutes off from that? You know, right. and, and and give uh, give these uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland and the New Day some a, a little bit more time. Maybe put together something that's like, you know eight to 10 minutes for them. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, a, a bit disappointing that that was just as short as it was. And that, like, I mean, new day came out and they were wearing gear, like, uh, kind of modeled after like Big E's gear. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. that was cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, I mean, not much really to say about it cause it was like about a minute and a half. Right. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next up was maybe a match that I was anticipating uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, just by virtue of who was involved in it and that I felt like it was just going to be, it, it, it was going to be something to really, uh, that, that could possibly steal the show. Uh, and it was the match between Austin Theory uh, who was accompanied by Mr. McMahon and mm-hmm. uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. And really, honestly, it, it it wasn't that long of a match, but it really didn't disappoint. No. Um, I, I thought both of the guys put on a great show. Uh, I mean, it, it had some great athleticism in it. Uh, McAfee continues to impress every time he gets in a wrestling ring. He continues to impress. And, I mean, maybe not a lot of the audience was aware of his previous uh, matches. Uh, Like, I mean, what you referenced earlier in the episode about maybe people, a lot of people don't watch NXT, but some of the work that he did in NXT was phenomenal. I mean, granted, he he had a great dancing partner, uh, so to say, uh, with Adam Cole, but Austin Theory is right up there. And man, I mean, for you know, about a ten-minute match, they they really shined. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a good, solid match between the two. Yeah, I thought I I really enjoyed this. I liked what Pat McAfee has done. I thought, um, I mean, Austin Theory to me is a star. I mean, I I, I think he um, definitely is a guy that they can really invest a lot in. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, his look, he's got, you know, I mean, he's in great shape. Like, I think he's got charisma. Like, I think he's just all around, like, what you would want, I think, if, uh, you know, for for a uh, pro wrestler. Um So, and I mean, he's young, too. I mean, I left it up. He's 24. So I think he's he's uh, definitely one that I look forward to see what goes on for him um, in the, in the next five five to ten years. I mean, the guy's young enough that he could you know wrestle if healthy for another twenty years. Um, so uh, I I like this. I thought this was really really well done, um, and. <laughs> And then we get, um, I mean, it was, 
So McAfee wins the match. Um, and then, like, kind of uh, there's some jawjacking going on between him and Mr. McMahon. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Mr. McMahon, I'll, uh, let's see, 76 75. years of him. Uh rips off his like button down shirt and gets in the ring and proceeds to have a match of sorts um with Pat McAfee um like all this was kind of like a setup obviously for what was to come to afterwards and it was kept to like about just a hair over three and a half minutes. But I don't know if I necessarily like needed this or whatever. I mean, McMahon's in great shape for 76 years old. Um, it was but just... yeah, this was just, this was ridiculous. Like, I don't, I didn't need this. Um, if they wanted to, they could have done some sort of after thing without a match. You know, McMahon distracts McAfee while he's winning. Theory comes in and said attacks McAfee from behind. And then boom, glass shatters, and out comes uh Steve Austin. Right. You know, right. Like you accomplish the same exact thing. And um you don't have this three minutes of like weird, awkward looking clothes lines and McAfee, you know, selling for a 76 year old man and, and all of this kind of thing. So, yeah, um, that, <laughs> but the after effect, um, and what happened afterwards after, while Mr. McMahon defeated Pat McAfee, uh, produced probably one of the funniest things that uh, happened uh, amongst both nights. And oh, easily, yeah. The yeah. So Steve I Austin mean, comes out, and and everybody knows where this is going. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. You got McMahon uh, in the ring, and you got Steve Austin coming out. Right, right. And they're going to have a celebratory beer. Which then leads to, of course, what everybody is anticipating. As soon as Stone Cold's glass breaks, entrance happens. Uh, the stunner uh, yeah, on this man. man. And if previous stunners that Vince McMahon has taken were any like indication of what could possibly happen. Um, yeah. They they wouldn't have even come close. This was the worst stunner I've ever seen. This rivaled like, the Linda McMahon stunner. This was bad. Like, this was really very bad. bad. And Stone Cold played it off perfectly, I felt like. He just had this big shit-eating grin on his face. Oh, yeah. And he knew how bad it was. And he just went about his business. And yeah. it was funny. It was funny as fuck. Um, yeah. 
I will say Austin Theory, he took like one of the most like impressive, like, I mean, it might have been a little people were like over the top with it, but uh like stunner cells like that I've seen. Um, oh yeah, his his so, bump I mean, he was popped off good. like a cork off a bottle. Like I mean, it was uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, his his was pretty good, I would say. But you know, um, so yeah, I mean, we and we got one more kind of beer bash kind of thing. Was this the beer bash where like Byron Saxton got invited in? No, that was night one. That was night one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was night one. This one, uh, McAfee came in and ate a stunner. Yeah. And that was better than, ob obviously. I mean, Theory and McAfee uh, took a better stunner than... Uh, McMahon. Than McMahon, absolutely. I mean, they're both uh, quite, a, quite a bit younger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that was horrid. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like i don't know if it was worth it to sort of have that moment of like that awful stunner and just like austin like kind of just having that big grin and like that um right. I, I, I don't know but you go back um, and forth on it a little bit you know like yeah, think, yeah. was it worth it uh, and then you go no that was that was great you, you yeah you gotta kind of you, you had to have enjoyed that yeah um so we we cap off the night. We cap off WrestleMania with maybe one of the most anticipated main events uh, in WrestleMania history, I feel. Uh, you have the unification winner-takes-all match between uh, Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, <laughs> who was accompanied by Paul Heyman. Yeah. And uh, Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion. Yeah. But did you like my universal champion? I did. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I I was really looking forward to this match. Um, I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. I I it it was what it needed to be. I thought the appropriate person won the match. Um, yeah, I, no, no issues with this one whatsoever. I think they got to keep riding the train that's Roman Reigns. Um, I feel like it's. I, I, I feel like it's. It's got like a long term build to it, and it's, yeah. it's just so good. I. I like this. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't know if uh, there were some things. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that's come out about like uh, if Roman did have some shoulder issues or something that happened uh, um, during the match, if that maybe cut it a little bit short. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was good. I thought it was all around a good main event. Um, it was probably in and around what it need, you know, needed to be. Um, I, I did like, uh, I liked Roman winning, uh, just in that sense of like, uh, the other two times or other times, you know, he hasn't beaten, uh, Lesnar at mania. So this was good in that sense. Um, 
but it continues on. Like, who is going to be um, Roman Reigns for the title? And when that moment happens, that's going to be huge. That's oh yeah, definitely. Really yeah, awesome. that's why. I, that's my opinion. That's why it, it's just got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if that's Cody, I mean, they're already kind of. I mean, they're planting some seeds there. Um, mm-hmm. It it could be. I mean, and there's a lot to go off. You know, with that. I mean, they they talk about the bloodline and the head of the table and the family, right? With uh, Roman. And then what's, I mean, what's uh, Cody's thing? You know, there's more than one royal family or whatever. And like, you know, obviously, I mean, and he uh, he cut a promo where he talked about Dusty on uh, on Monday. So like there's, you know, there's something there with sort of like family lineage kind of stuff that, you know, you can incorporate in there. And maybe that's where they're going. But um, yeah, I. It, it was it was a good way to uh, cap off the night, but I agree with you about like all told. I mean, the night one was um, definitely the better of the two mm-hmm. um, nights. I mean, but by far. Uh, but if I you know if I take the entirety of WrestleMania and look look at the two nights, um, this this was. Uh, like I said, this was probably one of the better ones in recent memory. Um, sure. Uh, all, all, all things aside from like like build and what have you, um, I thought come game time they they put on a really great event. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this mania. Um. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was fun. It was it was a good two night event, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I yeah, I think I think this would be a good episode, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to go back and uh, recap WrestleMania, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back probably next week with like another episode. Um, discussing the world of wrestling and we'll get into maybe watching some more movies. I mean, we got more content headed your way. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, you know, check out all of our previous episodes. Uh, you can, you can click on the links right from our Facebook page, or you can go out to our website, www.wrestlingworldorderpodcast.com. Uh, and, um, yeah, if you if you reach out to us on our Facebook page, let us know what you think, uh, any comments or anything like that. If you want to be on a future episode, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but yeah, um, WrestleMania recap in the books. Can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, looking forward to all the wrestling action headed our way, whether it's Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW, whatever else we might end up watching, New Japan, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all great, man. Check it all out. It's a a bountiful feast if you're a wrestling fan right now. It is, man. A smorgasbord. It is. It is a smorgasbord of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And you should be at the buffet table. You shouldn't be bitching about it. That's that's what I say. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an appropriate uh, finish right there. 
What? <laughs> what? I did love uh, how McMahon shot down the what chance at the Hall of Fame thing, too. That yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's been he some shot- uh, shutdowns of uh, what chance. Uh, yeah. He um, shut. And- he shut that down pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that that was good because it's it those what chants uh, they were like the, one of the biggest like curses of like Austin's career. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, anybody else who wants to do like a a, a uh, talking segment in the ring now, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you get us out of here, Sean? Okay. The preceding podcast has been paid for by the Wrestling World Order. All right. Well, we'll see you all next time, and we'll see you at the matches. Oh.